0: Has two new uh, shows out on Netflix right now.
1: I just saw that he was going to be in something, and it was because I recognized his voice. I, wrote, I always, I know who he is, but I always recognize his voice before his face.
0: Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, so Lance Reddick, uh, you know, uh, one uh, funny, funny enough, is in John Wick. Uh, You know, we're just, you know, in our upcoming episode, we're going to make references to John Wick. Um, But I guess uh, for video game people, Lance Reddick is Commander Zavala in Mm -hmm. uh, the Destiny franchise. Um, He's also been a voice actor for tons of things. He's been in lots of movies. Um, But the two most recent things is uh, he actually is also playing Thomas Wayne in uh, the podcast series Batman Unburied, which is awesome. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, But he is in uh, the new uh, Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. Um, Uh,
1: Or is it just Resident Resident, Evil? It's just Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City, I think, was a film. Uh, I think it was an
0: animated one, right?
1: No, I think it was live action. Uh, Because there was was Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City, which came out uh, at least a few months ago, if not longer. Uh, But this series that just dropped is a new, like, full, like series on i think netflix uh where he plays the the character of albert wesker who is uh known as one of the the umbrella scientists in the in the resident evil lore Uh, i love resident evil like everything film and television that comes out in the resident evil franchise is i think objectively bad but i love every bit of it and like you can't convince me otherwise
0: so here's the thing. So I've watched the first two episodes of Resident Evil. Um, Lance Reddick's performance is absolutely wonderful. Shocking and no one. Shocking no one. He he really is so far kind of carrying it. And, and uh, we're getting a little bit of like how the walking, I mean, this is true of most zombie movies, right? Like I Am Legend, this a lot of things where you live in one world and then they flash back to be like, you know, you know, here's, here's find out. Now we're going to go back to fuck around yep. and uh, tell you the story. Um, and that's kind of what we do. So that's where we're getting Albert uh, Wesker's uh, role in Umbrella Academy or, or in the Umbrella um, uh, Corporation. Uh, this is an Umbrella Academy, which I actually and just,
1: just finished watching the the third season of Umbrella Academy. <laughs> <laughs> great, <laughs> like this. great series. Yeah. A little, was great. a little intermingling in my brain too.
0: Yep. And, uh, you know, so we get a little bit of like, how did this all start? And then we see that., um, And I would say, uh, I'm two episodes in, and I would say, you're right. It is objectively bad., um, mm-hmm. there is a lot of moments where I'm like, really? And there is a lot of things that are happening that I'm like, but but like, why, why are we doing this? Like, mm-hmm. why is this important right now?, um, but it's fun. Uh, You know, they really haven't, you know, we really haven't seen a lot of, in in two episodes, really haven't seen a lot of, like, crazy action. It really is more of, like, setting up a world that I think is going to expand throughout the rest of the series. I'm going to finish it probably today or tomorrow, Um, and it's not great, right? It, It isn't. It's not written well. It's acted okay, you know, but there is a lot of stuff where I'm like... Okay, you're just going to let, like, you're this huge corporation, and you're just going to be like, that's not questionable at all. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, okay, uh, all right, we'll go with that. Um, uh, but but uh, I'm going to watch uh, the whole thing. I dig it.
1: As an aside, yes, uh, Welcome to Raccoon City was a feature-length uh, hour and 47 minutes, and it released in 2021, so a little bit uh, further that's back than that I was. thought. But I haven't seen yeah. that one yet either, and I need to, because uh, I think they tried to do a, a theatrical release with that. <laughs> uh, jokes oh, that. yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, like even going back, to, like I, I loved the the first Resident Evil movie. I did. I loved it. It was it was not good, but I loved it. But uh, I mean, I mean Mila Jovovich.
0: What? You yeah, can't she, she's spray. fantastic.
1: Yeah, uh, I think the, I think the entire series really peaked at the moment in Resident Evil Apocalypse when Mike Epps' character. Um, when he is presented with a, a gun by the the stars agents he's like motherfucker please my shit is custom and pulls open his coat he's got the two gold pistols yeah yeah that line, like you will, like i'm sorry you cannot tell me that there's a better line in all of film history
0: <laughs> <laughs> and delivered by mike epps which is uh which is accurate and my that's the way it has is to be custom, custom. <laughs> I, yeah, you know, uh, the Milajovic Resident Evils, like, to me, it kind of feels like the Matrix movies, where, like, the first one, you're like, oh, this is really good. And then you get to the fourth, and you're like, you're not even trying anymore. No. Like, come yeah. on. <laughs> you know, like, they just, because there's, like, eight of them, right, of the of the Milla Jovovich Something series. Something like, like it, that, It yeah. goes, like, absurd. And after a while, it's like you killed your main character and brought her back. You know, it's like aliens with, with, you know, Ripley, like, you know, she's in the first alien and you're like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, Ripley. And then like episode, you know, or like the fourth or fifth alien movie, she's actually one of the robots and you're like, okay, so this is where we're at now. All right, whatever. Uh, That's kind of how it felt. You know, they just kept bringing back uh, her character, Alice. I believe that Alice. Yes. There were,
1: there were six films uh, in the resident evil franchise in which Miljovich played Alice. uh, And, the last one being the final chapter, uh, which was 2016. It only took them five years to come with a, a new chapter.
0: With final chapter underscore one in parentheses, like that's <laughs> that's final 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 chapter. Final. <laughs> Rough. final 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 dot new dot new. That's that's how they're doing Resident Evil now. Yeah. Dot yeah. PDF. So the, yeah, so the Resident uh, Evil Series streaming on Netflix, it's getting terrible reviews right now. So I bet. like it is it is being torn apart. Um and from what I've read, everybody's basically like if it wasn't for Lance Reddick, like no one would have watched this. Uh, I feel they feel like like it would have it, it would get worse reviews if it wasn't for Lance Reddick and I, I think that's great for for Lance Reddick.
1: That's also bullshit though because I would still have watched it.
0: Well, yeah, but I mean, you probably, yeah. I mean,
1: yeah. <laughs> I don't need a I, lot of convincing. Sla- I still watched it because Sla- I was like,
0: "Ah, eh, Resident Evil."
1: I slap dig. the name Resident Evil on something, and I'll, I'll watch it. Like, fucking, who? Why, why should I care? Absolutely. Like, like, I already know it's not going to be good. So, like, oh, what am I going to be disappointed?
0: <laughs> yeah, and then that leads us to the other Lance Reddick uh, project that is now out on Netflix, and that is called. Uh, it's an animated series called Farzar. Okay. Now, uh Farzar is made by the same people that uh made uh Paradise PD, um uh which was another uh animated series uh that I I believe was a Netflix thing. Um uh but they did like a, it's like Brickleberry, Farzar, um Okay. Uh, well, now Farzar and Paradise PD, um yes, which was a Netflix original. So this is this is made by the same people. It's Waco O'Gwin who who did this. So in the very first episode, now I watched a couple episodes of the show as well. In the very first episode of this, it's like one of the very first lines, Lance Reddick plays this, um, uh, I'm trying to think of the character's name in Futurama. Um, hey, Kip, I'm that guy. Oh, is, uh, uh, Zap Brannigan. Zap Brannigan. He's a very Zap Brannigan character. Um and he plays the king of this uh, world and he's talking about his ad- his adventures and one of he's like telling the story to a group of uh of kids, like little kids. They're like maybe 6 or 7. And they even said like this is your state mandated history lesson. And he's he's saying to the kids and one of the kids says um, is this going to be more like Futurama or Rick and Morty? And he says, oh, well, how about you shut the fuck up? <laughs> um, so but here's the thing. Uh, it has neither the charm of Futurama nor the wit of Rick and Morty. Mm. I There was one joke I laughed at. I, I don't even remember it now. Oh, uh, somebody uh, was uh, one of the got bad guys makes a joke and somebody like you, you see someone on a drum set go and he goes <laughs> don't touch my fucking drums and that was the only thing I ever laughed at but the rest of it it felt like they were like we need to Rick and Morty like we need to be Rick and Morty but yeah. we're on Netflix so we can swear and show dicks and you know be all gross and it's like haha see look how edgy we are but it. It, there was nothing to it. Like the the jokes didn't land. None of the characters are charming. Like there's nothing, there was nothing redeeming about this. Even Lance Reddick. I was like, buddy. Yeah. Ooh. Like, (laughs) did you not read the script before you went in?
1: It, It turns out being edgy without being funny is just annoying.
0: It is. See, the thing about edgy is edgy only works if you are smart. And Mm I, I mean, literally like there has to be like Futurama wins, you know, Futurama wasn't necessarily an edgy show because, you know, it was, it was on broadcast television, but it was really, really smart. It Mm -hmm. had a touching moments. It had charm to it. You know, uh, even if you think about like early family guy was edgy. But it had wit to it. It did. It poked fun at a lot of, you know, political, you know, social systems and stereotypes and stuff like that. And it did get it got, you know, just like Simpsons after a while. It's like, this doesn't need to be on the air anymore. Yeah. But like the first couple of seasons, it did what it meant to do. Right. It was smart about it. Rick and Morty is another really great example where there are some really, really great episodes of that show that are just serious and they're good. And the wit is funny because it's smart. You know, it's edgy, but it's smart. This, it's got none of that. Hmm. It
1: that's, couldn't hold me. That's disappointing. I, it, uh, it
0: was, I because I saw this and I saw the trailer and I'm like, oh, this seems like a Rick and Morty type, like Futurama meets Rick and Morty. That's exactly what they presented in episode one, like a minute into it. And I was like, oh, cool. I can totally get down on that. I love both of those things. Why would I not like this? And then I watched it and I was like, I don't like this.
1: There's also something to be said, though, for like feeling so confident in the like a comparison like that that you write it into the show
0: yeah I-, I think that was very risky and i don't think it paid off i think it set a precedent that they couldn't it set an expectation that they could not meet um uh at all uh so yeah so th- this is another netflix series it's an animated series uh, it's not doing well uh, right now. It's at a five out of ten on uh, IMDb. Um, let's see what uh, what Rotten Tomatoes is saying about it. But I, I would just be really surprised uh, if if this lives anywhere outside of like maybe a very small community of people that like this style of humor. Yeah, it's sitting at a 40% right now on Rotten Tomatoes. It's not doing well, which yeah. I kind of feel bad for Lance Reddick. He's got two things that are ain't doing so good on uh on in the critics, in the audience. Well, this is a 40% audience score. It's not mm. even a critic score. Um and same thing with the Resident Evil series. Uh the audience uh uh score is um is sitting at a 23 percent with critics at 53. percent well,
1: and they've got they've got a bunch of other really great voice talent attached to this. I mean, without looking too deeply, I mean, I see John DiMaggio, David Herman, and, you know, names that I recognize on here. And like, I'm always on the lookout for like some quirky, fun, new animated series for those like turn off your brain moments, usually late at night. Sure. But like man, that's, that's disappointing. Cause like, I don't want to turn on something like that with the expectation that this is going to be like just quirky and fun and I'm not going to have to think about it. And then like spend my time sitting there thinking about how bad it is. I don't want that.
0: Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of where I was after, uh, uh, two episodes. Um, I, I even remember during the first episode, I was like, oh shit, am I already on like episode two or three? And I clicked on it and I was like, I am still on episode one. It is only 27 minutes long and I'm Jeez. already like, why is this still happening? Oh, that's rough. Yeah, it was really. And the thing is, is like we do have characters. There is a character that feels like a Rick Sanchez ripoff. There is a character that feels like a Fry ripoff. You know, Lance Reddick's character very much feels like Zap Brannigan, uh, you know, with his wife being the role of of like a kip. And it feels like a ripoff of these two properties. It's like somebody was like, "I want to make a Futurama Rick and Morty, you know homage, but they did a terrible job.
1: Yeah. and the thing is they like, really I, did. I can't speak as much to Rick and Morty because I really haven't watched that many episodes, but like you can't come for Futurama's title and like not be prepared to like to deliver because Futurama yeah. is in my mind still one of, if not like, I I will be so bold sometimes to say like the best animated uh, series.
0: I I mean I uh, I think of that genre like uh, animated uh, adult um, series. Absolutely, uh, I would say any any list that doesn't include Futurama in the at least top three to five is wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, just, I, I yeah. would think, like, uh, just objectively wrong. Yeah. Like, it's not even, it's not even like, well, maybe, it's like, no, 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 you are literally just wrong. Yeah. Like, it is in the top five best animated adult series,
1: hands <laughs> down. There's wiggle room for opinions on order, but you cannot omit it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree, you know? Um. So it's just, it, it was really frustrating to see these two new properties, you know, kind of come in and, and fall flat, you know? I, Uh, You know, uh, we talked about this earlier this year, but Netflix made a commitment that every Friday throughout this entire year, they were going to release a brand new property. Um, So next Friday we have uh, actually. So tomorrow, for those of you listening uh, now uh, on the day that this episode released tomorrow, we get The Gray Man, uh, which is the Russo's uh, follow up to Endgame. It's the first film they've done since Endgame, which stars uh, Chris Evans as the bad guy. Um, which already is not getting great uh, reviews, but I feel like I'm going to like it. Um, I, I like what the Rooster Brothers do. I like Chris Evans a lot. I mean... I can't think of a bad movie Chris Evans has ever been in, like outside of MCU uh, movies. I, I can't think of a bad movie he's ever been in. Snowpiercer was amazing.
1: I just I don't listen to to critics or reviews when it comes to like it. I, it's not that I don't think that there's a place for them. Obviously, I mean we're essentially our Literally. critics, but like <laughs> I don't I don't take my cues on whether or not to watch something or whether or not to think something is going to be good from reviews. I will I will watch it and make my own decision and then go see what other people are saying to see like do people agree uh, or am I an outlier? I think like to me there's value in that. But like in advance, I don't know. I just it, it feels like too many things get torpedoed before they even have a chance because some cranky person who does this for a living and has forgotten joy uh said it sucked.
0: Yeah. You know, I, uh, you know, I'm in the same boat as, you know, I obviously read a lot of reviews, uh, of movies and series and stuff like that, but I've already decided whether or not I was going to see a thing. And Mm -hmm. the only time I actively go out and like read a bunch of different reviews is if I'm on the fence, you know, like there's been a few, you know, a few films and stuff like that, that have come out that I'm like. Eh, I don't know, Uh, let me see what people are saying. And then a lot of people are like, oh, it's great. I'm like, cool, all right, I'll I'll go see it then, if I'm on the fence. But most of the time, I've made up my mind to begin with whether I'm going to watch something no matter what people say.
1: That's true. I I will amend my statement by saying that I will sometimes, if I see in advance a review of something that specifically calls out that that there are uh, subjects discussed or, like, visuals portrayed or, like, uh, themes in the movie that are just, like, I... Don't want that in my brain. I yeah. will. I will say, you know what? I don't want to watch that. I, I've, and I've, I've had that a, a few times where, like, you know, there's been like some popular new show hitting the the streaming services, and I just happen to be scrolling through the the tech blogs in the morning, and I see a headlines like, you know, such and such a show like really leans into X terrible thing, and I'm like, cool, okay, I'm not gonna watch that. And then like yeah. two weeks later, I was like, oh, we should watch this. It's really good. I was like. Eh it should.
0: yeah isn't there there's a i'm looking it up right now yeah so there's a website called does the dog die oh yeah uh, that you can check in advance whether a dog in a movie uh dies and that's one of those things you know like mm-hmm. if you're gonna kill off an animal unnecessarily like look there are zombie dogs in resident evil and when they killed a zombie dog i'm like fuck yeah because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's a zombie dog right mm-hmm. it's not a real dog you know but like There is a live dog, a regular dog in the movie, or in that series, and I'm only on episode two, and they haven't implied that they're going to kill that dog. But if they kill that fucking dog because it's a little chihuahua, a long-haired chihuahua too, I will write an angry letter uh, (laughs) to to this. But yeah, so what have you guys been watching lately? Uh, Gray Men comes out tomorrow. Resident Evil and Farzar came out just last week. What are you guys thinking about it? W- w- what are we watching lately? You know, I would yeah. like you know now that Miss Marvel's done, uh, you know Obi Wan's over, um, Stranger Things is done. Like all all the big series are done. Uh, so like, w- what are we watching now? What are we
1: watching yeah, for now?
0: <laughs> for now. Uh, well, yeah, because I mean, uh, She Hulk comes out in just a couple weeks, like yeah. three weeks from now, so it's it's going to be pretty soon. Uh, so there's, we have a brand new episode coming out this Sunday. For those of you watching on YouTube, make sure to hit subscribe uh, and that notification bell, so every Thursday when we drop a brand new episode, you get notified. And for those of you listening on your podcast player of choice, hey, thanks for doing so, hey. and don't forget to subscribe as well and leave a rating and review. It's a thing you can do. We really that, appreciate it. It rhymed a little bit.
1: It did. That uh, was nice.
0: It was good. Yeah. But this Sunday, we have a brand new episode coming out. We're covering the 2021 film Pig starring Nicolas Cage. Uh, this film is currently streaming in America on Hulu. So if you are the type of person that watches movies before we review them, there it is. If you haven't seen it already, there it is. So make sure to uh, go and check that out. Um, but other than that, thanks a lot for listening, Owen. Thanks a lot for watching. And as always, make sure to share with 100,000 of your closest friends.
1: It is the least you can do
0: just just it's just a click away all right thanks a lot for joining us everyone and we will see you on sunday
1: a father's tragic past hidden in the adventures of a cartoon mouse a cautionary tale on the dangers of temporal tourism a woman searching for answers after the death of an old friend this is the storyteller series a night shift radio original every month we bring a new short story to life in a full cast audio drama We publish a second exclusive story to our online print edition, and we give you a glimpse behind the pages with our author interview series. Subscribe to the Storyteller series wherever you listen to podcasts and visit nightshiftradio.com for more information.